Hello, my lovely listeners. Welcome back to the Indian String Podcast. I'm your host, Shubhika Singh Chundavat, and you're listening to the eighth episode of the podcast. So today I'm going to talk about a very easy breezy topic, uh, but it is a very important topic, uh, which most of us tend to ignore. So the topic is emotional hygiene. Yes, you've heard it right. Emotional hygiene. A lot of you might be thinking, okay, so she keeps doing these series on hygiene, different kinds of hygiene. Uh, now, what is emotional hygiene? So, in the last uh, episode, I had spoken about sleep hygiene. So, very similar to, uh, you know, physical hygiene, dental hygiene, sleep hygiene. There is something called emotional hygiene, which is entirely focused on your psychological well-being, which is. Nothing but simply noticing and addressing your own psychological health. Um, oftentimes, we pay more attention to our body than to our mind, and I think that's just how we are conditioned to think. When we grow up, nobody teaches us, especially in a culture like India. There's a lot of focus uh, on everything else. but your own emotional well-being or your own mental health and i think with the times you know this is changing and you know we are moving more towards you know emotional awareness but there's still a long way to go so my point being that i think today i'm going to talk about how it's very important to tend to your psychological injuries your emotional injuries I'm not going to get too deep into the topic. Of course, any topic can get very, very multifold, extremely deep. If you, you know, uh, try to understand it and reflect on it more. Um, but because I have all kinds of listeners, not everybody wants to do uh, a deep dive into their emotions. So I'm going to keep it brief and general, which can be applicable to each one of. us or you okay so what is a psychological injury it sounds like a very fancy term of course um we all know what a physical injury is but uh, psychological injury may be a new term for some of you now a psychological injury is the kind of injury that is not visible to a naked eye uh, but it is very much there and uh, its effects are pretty much the same as a physical injury or in fact much more at times because the mind and body are connected and if you are psychologically injured or emotionally injured in any way it is definitely going to show its effect on your physical body so of course then that by that default by that assumption it becomes more important for us to tend to our psychological injuries now when i say psychological injuries um I can't very much explain the the definition of psychological injuries without giving you examples. So one such example is definitely the feeling of loneliness. You know, at present, if we look around us, a lot of people around us feel lonely, uh, especially the youth today. Um, you know, feels people might not admit it, but uh, you know, when you're sitting by yourself and you're in your own company, uh, it's very common to feel like nobody cares about you or nobody understands you or you know people don't get you and these are thoughts that that come and go or pass through everyone's minds but how many of us stay with that feeling and how many of us choose to 
you know, mull over it, ruminate over it uh, to a point that we end up feeling like we are the only ones. And when you feel like that, that feeling can be very heartbreaking. It can be, you know, very disappointing, very fearful. It's a, it's, it makes us extremely miserable. Loneliness is actually, you know, a very common but a very deep wound one can have. And um, it can lead to all kinds of unhealthy coping mechanisms. You know, people often make really unwise decisions in their lives because they want to escape the loneliness that they feel. They don't want to confront the, the darkness that loneliness brings along with it. Um, and of course, that, that in itself is a different topic for podcasts where I can get into, you know, talking about how to confront your own loneliness. But Today, I'm just focusing on what a psychological injury can look like and how to combat those or pay attention to one's injuries. So loneliness being one of the examples. The other example that I can think of is definitely failure. Uh, Failure is, again, very, very common. All of us, I would say each one of us goes through failure at some point in our life, professional or personal, uh, yet we still feel that it has only happened to us. Or, you know, this is only happening to me in some way, or I'm the one which is not good enough. And a lot of times failure for some people can lead to, you know, a sense of deep sense of uh, helplessness, hopelessness, low self-esteem, a negative cyclic thought pattern, addiction patterns, and all of those things can continue uh, in one's uh, life. Now... One another example and a very interesting one because it's very, uh, very well talked about is heartbreak. Uh, that's again a very, very deep psychological injury one can go through, but uh, oftentimes it's taken very lightly, also, you know, um, it's joked about or the pop culture, you know, sort of romanticizes the idea of heartbreak and, you know, um, the pain that comes along with rejection. Um, But it is a psychological wound which can show its effects in different forms and at different times in one's life if it's not tended. Um, And one of the deepest psychological wounds that I can definitely give you an example of is grief or loss. Loss of a loved one is something that stays with the person Um, and no matter how close or you know distant you were but that's the kind of wound that is always going to leave its mark uh, dealing with grief in itself is again a whole different uh, topic and discussion which i can address at some point but uh, yes i i want to like sort of make you all aware that grief is one of the most uh, you know um, everlasting or the deepest wounds one can go through in their life now that we have sort of spoken about what psychological injuries look like, let's talk about how to combat those psychological in- injuries or how to sort of protect ourselves from having those injuries or uh, sort of recover from those injuries or wounds. So the quick tips that I'm going to give you to recover from psychological injuries is 
definitely to practice emotional first aid or emotional hygiene. That's what the whole topic is today. Now, what does emotional first aid or emotional hygiene include? So I'm going to give you some few pointers. Oh, by the way, on that note, you can check out Guy Wint's um, TED Talk or uh, his blog on emotional hygiene or emotional first aid because he's uh, a pioneer in talking about emotional first aid. So if you want to read more on emotional first aid, definitely check out his TED Talk and, uh, you know, his blogs. Uh, but... For today, I'm going to keep it brief and very to the point and give you some quick tips about how to handle uh, or, uh, you know, practice emotional first aid. So number one is definitely build emotional awareness. Now, when I say build emotional awareness, uh, it sounds very abstract. How do you do that? To build emotional awareness, I would say the stepping stone is to just, uh, you know, sort of reflect on what you're feeling. When I say emotional awareness, I'm not expecting you to just start weeping or be more expressive in terms of crying or, you know, talking. What I definitely mean is that you have to pay attention to your emotions. Um, you have to just, and you have to also make an effort to label your emotions. A lot of times we feel emotions, but we don't label them. We often, when someone asks us, what are you feeling? And a very quick reply that people give is I don't know what I'm feeling well I don't know what you're feeling is actually a very avoidant uh, response and if this continues you're basically just suppressing your emotional wounds and sooner or later it's going to catch up so I would suggest that whenever you're feeling something the first thing that you can do is label the emotion okay it's very important that you label your emotions the second thing is uh, you know, the second tip for practicing emotional first aid is to activate your social support. Now, the key word here is activate, not social support, but activate is the key word. So a lot of us might have good family support or good fam friends or acquaintances or, you know, some kind of uh, any kind of support network or community around us. But how many of us actually activate that? When I say activate is that when you actually consciously make an effort to reach out or talk to them or build connection, that is the key, you know, because when you're feeling sad or when you're wounded or when you are uh, in your dark place, people are not going to find out on their own. You have to reach out. So it is our responsibility to activate our social support. It very well may be there, but if you don't activate it, it is good for nothing. Okay, so please, please activate your social support. The other key point in, you know, sort of practicing emotional first aid or emotional hygiene is self-care. I have already spoken about self-care in my previous podcast. So I'm going to just keep it very brief. The idea is to not let your emotional battery drain. You know, we are very, very careful about our, you know, technology and the batteries of different kinds of, you know, um, gadgets that we use that we are so mindful that even before uh, our you know the batteries of our gadgets start going down we are very very uh, you know particular to plug them in or you know use a backup battery or something of those sort but how many of us actually 
do the same things for us you know if you're feeling exhausted if you're feeling you know tired or sad or you know just blah in general uh, we don't pay attention to it we just try to suppress it and we just work through it or we just keep overburdening ourselves um, and we just say that okay it'll just go away and I'll not pay attention to it it doesn't work like that you it, your body is giving you a signal that it's time to take a break and it break when I say break it doesn't have to be a vacation it doesn't have to be a huge you know a long-term holiday it can be just a break of 10 minutes it can be just a break of you know one night uh, but you have to listen to your body so I would say that that's where self-care comes self-care means listening to your body paying attention to your emotional battery system okay now the next point is definitely to challenge your negative self-talk I think if I Put it in a very fancy term i'm going to say that you have to practice um self-compassion uh it's a very very fancy and very uh you know nowadays very common and hip term to use you know self-compassion because everybody's talking about it but how many of us are actually practicing it and how many of us are actually uh, aware of what really in, uh, comes in self-compassion when i say self-compassion it doesn't have to be mindless self-compassion okay if you're feeling about something if you're feeling negative uh, in any manner the idea is to first ask yourself where have i felt this way before or when have i felt this before and once you have an answer to that then just reflect and pay attention to the way you're talking to yourself how are you talking to yourself are you sort of demoralizing yourself are you criticizing yourself are you belittling yourself are you you know being punitive to yourself if any of those things are happening I would suggest ask yourself a question which oftentimes your therapist will ask you is that where have you heard someone talk like this to you because this is not the first time you are talking to yourself like this. You have heard someone else talk to you like this. And that's where you picked it up and you've made it as your own self-talk. So you pay attention to that. You focus on and you go back to the memory of where did you pick this up? And why did you pick this up most importantly? Because it's not serving you any purpose right now in your life. And you know let's suppose you feel like okay you know I am going to flunk in this exam or I am going to do badly in this exam is your thought I would ask you to also then uh, you know sort of uh, explore the evidence for it what is the evidence that you are going to not do well in this exam do you have any evidence in the past that proves uh, you know that you are not going to do well that's one very powerful exercise that you can do with yourself. The other thing that I would suggest is talk to yourself. When I say self-compassion, talk to yourself the way you would address a friend of yours. You would never tell a friend of yours that you're not good for anything or you are useless or, you know, you're unlovable, you're unworthy, you know, you yes of course you're going to do bad yes you are ugly yes you are you know uh, so and so all the nasty things you know that we tell ourselves if you're not going to say those things to your friend then why are you saying those things to yourself i mean you're the closest thing to your your soul i would say you should be the most loving to yourself and you know it doesn't come naturally we are becoming aware about self-compassion off late but people still do not know how to practice it because our culture doesn't 
sort of support it. We live in a society uh, that sort of frowns at, you know, sort of uh, being kind to ourselves. You know, you can be kind to the world, but when you are kind to yourself, it is seen as selfish. Uh, so the idea is to understand what self-compassion is and where, what selfishness is. It's again a whole huge topic that I can discuss on, but uh, that's your homework. So go and think about the difference. But I think I have sort of um, simplified what self-compassion would look like. So whatever that, whatever points that I've not mentioned is definitely selfishness. Okay. Uh, now, the other last thing that I want to also talk about is um, basically uh, is just a one-liner that I want you to build your emotional immune system. You know, uh, when I say emotional immune system, it is when you're, what is an emotional immune system? Your emotional immune system is your self-esteem, self-confidence, uh, you know, your uh, insecurity you know, your insecurities, your defenses, your fears, all of that builds up your immune system. So if your immune system is weak, if your emotional immune system is, uh, you know, in any way injured or is not working well, then it's going to have its effects on your body, on your mind, on your spiritual well-being and in every way, right? So Please, please, please practice emotional hygiene, practice emotional first aid. They are one and the same thing. So try to do these things and I wish you all the best and be kind to yourself. That's all. Just be kind to yourself. And when you learn to be kind to yourself, you'll also learn to be kind to others. So that's all for today. For more such interesting topics, stay tuned to the Indian Shrink.